Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, it's Hour 2 at Tail Varsity Radio. We're on the road here at the Single Barrel, getting you ready for a football weekend in Lincoln. Back from Boulder. And we say hi to the Hall of Fame coach, Gary Barnett. Coach, we see each other about every five to seven to ten years in person. Whenever Nebraska's playing or you're on the road for radio, it was awesome to see you before kickoff last Saturday. How's your week been? Uh, you know, I, I came down with a little little bug after the game. And, and actually, I think it started Sunday night. We had a real cold, heavy rain, and we had a big event for our foundation. And I, I think I just – caught a little cold so i i'm just now coming back uh and my voice is somewhat normal although a little deeper than normal so uh it's been one of those weeks where i take nyquil to go to sleep and dayquil to get through the day and but i think i'm over that now and ready for the next episode of prime time football well it is the next episode is he's been he's done the, the morning talk shows again and there's all sorts of buzz that continues with Colorado and, and the Buffs being 2-0 and up to number 18 in the country. What did you think of, of the Nebraska-Colorado game? Colorado ended up putting a hurting on the Big Red. It was tight until about uh, you know the, the four-minute mark in that third quarter. Nebraska actually got on the board 13-7 to and then uh, the answer drive by Shadour and company to to put it back up to twenty to seven. Yeah, the uh, you know you were talking about being on the morning show. He's on sixty minutes Sunday, and we've got both game day and uh, big noon on campus on Saturday, and we don't have a game till eight o'clock at night. So it just keeps going. Uh, I thought Nebraska had a really good defensive plan for us. You know, they, they dropped eight when they needed to drop eight. They brought six and forced our running back to fork to block a, a bigger defender. And he ran over Dylan Edwards several times and got sacks. Um, you know, and then finally, see, you put a bigger back in so that he could they could protect the quarterback. And I, I just thought they had a really good defensive plan and caused – uh, Colorado would have to really work. And had it not been for the turnovers that Nebraska committed, which I think we caused one, but it, they, the other two were self-inflicted, you know, that game goes right down to the wire, in my opinion, because we we had trouble getting it figured out. Once we got it figured out, we were okay, but uh, then we could move the ball. But I thought Nebraska had a, really a good tackling team, 
again, I thought they had a really good plan on defense. Uh, offensively, you know, they, they had two long runs. You know, they had a 57-yarder and a 44-yarder or something like that. And so, um, you know, they they can do it. It's just that they they keep turning the ball over. And that's that's really what's keeping them from probably being 2-0 and right now. Mm. So, Gary Bond, I don't know if they can fix that. I don't know if they can fix that, Chris. Well, but, uh, that's that's the question, Coach. What what do you do? I mean, as offensive coordinator, as head coach, that's that's the next question. Is if Sims is healthy, he's the quarterback, and uh, you know, there's clamoring already for the backup or beyond. How long do you do you let a kid go to try and snap out of it? And then how long do you wait to make a change if there's still persistent turnovers? I mean, is, there's no right answer other than, you know, what's best for the team. Have you ever had to deal with anything like that? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. You always have this. But in your case, you may have a backup. In our case, as you saw, we don't have a backup. And so we've got Shadur, and Shadur's going to be there, and you know, until he's not. But – um uh, you guys at least had choices and we didn't have, we don't have those choices. So, um, you know, you can change your game plan a little bit. You know, he seems to struggle with the, uh, throws from the pocket. Um, he's certainly got a good enough arm to be on the run or bootleg and, uh, things like that. And you can create a, a scheme in which you can do that and get him throw the ball to the outside thirds. Um, you, you know, they're going to defend it eventually, but the one thing you have when, when you're moving on the move and you're going to the outside searches, you've got a chance for him to run the football, you know, in college, the, the balls on, on the hash mark 76% of the time. So three out of every four plays, you have a wide side of the field to try to throw the ball into. And that it's also a hard thing to defend the wide side of the field. So, you know, you can do it. You just you hate to throw everything out the window after a full month of camp and a spring ball and that kind of stuff. And it takes it takes a lot of guts to do it. But you know, if he's if you're just dead set on having him be your quarterback, you got to find ways that he you got to throw the football. You have to. But you got to find a way to do it so that you eliminate the risk. And that's the number one way is to put him on the run, bootlegging, counter bootlegging. Um, you know, don't give him complicated throws. And I sure as heck would struggle throwing, letting him throw the ball over the middle, over the middle of the field. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just as I watch him, Chris. Mm-hmm. Coach Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Offensively, there's been uh, some some frustration by the, the fan base with Satterfield. And I don't know if what he wants to do is being asked of, of his quarterback that can't do it or or what the situation is. Because you've had spring, you've had summer, you've had fall camp, and you have right now you're in season with, I mean, just some really questionable decision-making. And Nebraska has not thrown Sims under the bus. They've taken – accountability between different players and the coaches saying, you know, it's, it's our job to do better. But as a whole, when you look at the Nebraska offense, do you see some upside? Do you see 
a light at the end of the tunnel where, okay, this is what Nebraska wants to do, they could be able to do that? Well, I, one, I think you can run the football. I think both those backs are, are good players. Uh, I think utilizing Sims on the run, uh, in the run game, I don't know that you ran a belly option against this. I don't recall calling it. But, um, you, you know, that helps. You know, you, you, you've got big receivers and strong receivers, but, you you know, you, it's it's not a matter of you have big play-making receivers. And so – but a lot of people are in that position. And so you just got to make the most of it. And, uh, you know, I think you have to avoid trying to put uh, – 10 pounds of you know what into a four pound bag and that, that that's that's the that's the struggle is uh, at what point do you realize you can't put all that in that bag so uh you got to go a little bit in a little bit different direction coach gary barnett with us coach have you made much of the the midfield hubbub you know what i didn't even know it happened i mean We've never had a big thing about the Buffalo in the middle. Uh, in fact, I think the Buffalo's new. So, I, I, you know, I didn't notice anything happen at the game. Never until I heard it in the post game. I, you know, I didn't pay any attention to it. I, I remember we went down to Florida State, and we had one guy go out and do something in the middle of the Seminole, and all of a sudden we had – you know, we had about 30 players surrounding us. And I remember going inside and I said, I'm not going to say his name. And I said, let me tell you what, you better play your butt off because you just caused a one heck of a practice out there and you made them angry. And the last thing we need is Florida state mad at us. So, uh, <laughs> but I didn't even notice it, tell you the truth. And I haven't heard it except what was said on the press mm-hmm. on the press conference. So, you know, you're looking for things if that's if that's a big deal. Well, that's kind of the, the response back here. Coach, going to ask you a little bit here about Colorado State. How's the, the, the week been? What's that rivalry like? What's it, what's it like going from Nebraska to Colorado State? I'm really intrigued to watch our response to this game, Chris, because – Every one of our players are from somewhere else, and they're not from Colorado. They have no idea about this rivalry, even though Shadur and Shiloh visited there when Mike Bobo was the head coach. Um, you know, if they, if Colorado doesn't really respect this football team, and there's a way that can happen when you're 22 point uh, uh, favorites. Mm-hmm. If they don't really respect this team, this team is good enough to really cause you problems. They had a week off. You know, they they benched their quarterback. They're going to play a different guy. They they have players. Um, you know, uh, Jay Norvell's done a really nice job. I mean, he's a good coach, and he's, he's in the right place, and he's doing it the right way. They've struggled last year, but – I don't know. I uh, every game for me is a new adventure with this football team, and like I've said, I think I said it to you. I can tell you when my team is ready, but I can't tell you when somebody else's is ready. And so, uh, it's it's a new adventure for me every time I go to practice. So, I all I can say is I I just know that coaching that game as long as I did that it 
if you want to win by 22, you better respect the snot out of those guys and play your best because this is not a 22-point victory just walking into the field and throwing your jerseys out on the field. So, um, you know, it, it's an 8 o'clock game. Uh, the good news is everybody's going to get to watch our game. And so if you haven't seen Colorado, uh, you know, you're on the East Coast. If you can stay up that late, you're going to get a chance to see Colorado. So we're, we're going to have a big, big audience uh, Saturday night. So that's that's the good side. The downside is it's 8 o'clock at night, but that doesn't make you kids you know, at all. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the number that Nebraska-Colorado pulled? Just a couple hundred thousand shy of Bama, Texas, over that 8 million number. Well, it's that's two weeks in a row we've had those kind of numbers. We've had the second highest rated game. And so it just, you know, it speaks to the appeal that one that Colorado has, but I think even more so it's it's Deion Sanders and what's happened here in the first two games. And re- really, even the first game goes back to what's happened over the last nine months and the star power that this guy has. And, you know, I don't even know if you knew all the the rappers and the stars that were at the game and NFL stars. And I mean, we had, we had probably 30, uh, 15 to 17 celebrities in the stands there. And, uh, so it's, it's just attracting a huge audience right now. So Snoop, T.O., Irvin, who, who am I missing? Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang, Sap. Oh, War- uh, Warren was there, huh? Yeah. Wu-Tang, which, which is some rap group from the your days, I think. Well, it's on your playlist, uh, Coach. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, there was Dre, Drake. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Dr. Dre. They were all there. So, what the heck? We we had a, and I think, I don't know how many were on the sideline, but there were a number. Let's get into the uh, quick rapid fire. Uh, Coach Bielema, I'm sure, is a, a tad annoyed that, Big Noon is not in Champaign this weekend, but they're staying in Boulder. That being said, Penn State travels to Illinois. Illinois got rocked by a really good Kansas team, and here comes Penn State, minus 14 and a half. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, Kansas is good, though. That is a good football team, and uh, uh, I think 14 and a half is about right. I think Penn State will probably beat them by, by at least that much. How about Minnesota at North Carolina, minus seven and a half? Gophers aren't flashy, but, you know, P.J. has pretty good front seven. I know North Carolina's uh, pretty explosive, big rivalry win to, to open the year. Yeah, and I'm not sure how to read that. North Carolina, you know, barely beats App State. I mean, it's a fight, but App State's that team you don't want to play. You don't want to play App State. Don't put them on the schedule, please. Uh I, uh, uh, I I sort of I think this is going to be an intriguing game to watch, mm-hmm. and I think seven and a half is about right. I think North Carolina wins by by about a touchdown, and so I think it's a tough call if you're going to bet the line because I think that's about right. And to uh, to give Minnesota eight points, that's uh, I think that's a that's a tough decision to make right there because I think that's right on it. Does Michigan State play ticked off, or does Washington drop a nuke? I mean, it, it, what a week it's been in East Lansing. Washington is, can drop a nuke, whether they're 
mad or unmad or what. They're so good. <laughs> they they drop a nuke walking out on the field. But uh, yeah, Michigan State's that's a screwed up situation right now, and just depends how personally that team takes what's happening. And uh, but it's a mess. I'm Washington's going to win the game. Sixteen is probably about right. To, you know, I can see them winning by three touchdowns. But Washington's really really good. That coordinator grub is just dynamite man that is he is one of the best play callers i've seen tennessee are they on upset alert down in the swamp oh you'd like to hope so because this has always been such a big game uh but it's it's like an afterthought this week uh, because florida's playing so bad tennessee hasn't lived up to its hype i think tennessee wins the game a six and a half point favor i think they're a 14 point winner mm. Gary Barnett, coach, enjoy uh, prime time again. Thanks for a few minutes today. Good uh, talking some ball with you. All right, Chris. Great being with you. Thanks.